0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 136. John and Wendy present Where Are They Now? Part 4. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How are you doing, John?
0: Wendy, I am well. It is early October now. It's the first week of October. We all know what that means. (laughs) Where are they now? These have been so much fun to do. And I'm so glad that we decided what after the first one that we would make this an ongoing segment of the show. Yeah. I look forward to these because I love seeing some of our old friends that we haven't seen in a while. And that was super fun. Mm-hmm. We've got Georgette Henna and Nicole Roberts with us yeah. for this episode. Before we talk to them, I want to wrap up the pledge drive month from September. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have talked a lot about the fact that we saw some really great involvement, engagement, people were sharing their favorite shows, be they Social Hour, Wonder Women, but sharing those things, we're going to say thank you, first of all, yeah, for doing that. Thank you. If you did participate using the hashtag, listen to HRSH, you are eligible for that bottle opener, which a lot of people seem really psyched about, Wendy, and I don't know if it scares yeah. me or makes me happy. or something. <laughs>
1: We are the Social Hour, John. So We yeah. are the
0: Social Hour. I shared pictures, the proof, yeah. Of the bottle opener, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, they will be shipped out sometime later in October because again, our shipping service is Thurman Express, and it's uh, <laughs> part, just
1: something
0: I do. Thank you to everybody that's taken part. Continue to use that hashtag. We yeah, we have it now. Too. We own it as best we can. So continue
1: <laughs> as much as anyone can own a hashtag,
0: that's right. Well, yep. again, we got Georgette, and then we'll follow up with Nicole, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: See you there. So excited to welcome Georgette back to the show. So, so happy to have you here. But Georgette, we always start same way. What's in your glass tonight?
2: Agua. Blame <laughs> Agua. Nothing wrong
1: with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: I think that has become the answer of 2020 for the HR social. I think social so. Audit.
1: I think so. Yep. Water. Classic.
2: Water, water,
0: water. Water. Yes. Yep. Maybe not even with any kind of flavor or bubbles or anything else. Yeah. Just Just water. water.
2: At this point, who needs more?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Georgette, it's hard to believe. You appeared on the show September of last year, right about a year ago. What are you up to now?
2: Quite a few things. I became a dog mom during the pandemic. (laughs) So (laughs) now that I'm home, I have a cute four-month-old Boston Terrier. Her name is Cleo. And she's like a little torpedo with just like knives for teeth. But she is a really great coupler, so it kind of makes up for it.
1: I love it. I, You know, I we should probably do like a survey of how many COVID-19 dogs came in to join families this year because I know several. I I'm sure kids.
2: plenty. <laughs> now, a couple of local shelters who were like, hey, we have a whole empty wing for once in our history. Wow. Since we, like, hopefully all those dogs stay in those homes.
1: I hope so. I hope so. That would be great.
0: And then professionally, though, you've made yeah, a change too, right? That's one of the reasons we have people on <laughs> is we like to talk about the fact maybe they're doing something a little different.
2: Well, yes. So I would kind of say very different, you know. Um, so when I last spoke with you guys i at experience and acquisition, I was getting used to kind of working with the larger organization. And for the record, I really enjoyed that experience. Uh, But I did make a transition in February this year. So I want to say February 17th, I started with my new company. And then March 17th, I was sent home to work from home. So a month in the office. It's been challenging, but in a good way. Uh, Definitely more generalist oriented. I'm way more involved in um, payroll and benefits. I'm helping, you know, launch training kind of like soft skills development program with this company. So I get to have my hands in like all these different pools and just soak up as much knowledge as I can.
1: Well, what's been the biggest change for you moving from global purchasing to residential property management?
2: How the employees work. So I would say before, you know, it was more sales service marketing and then a group of employees in Data and tech. So pretty much everybody was either in an office or working from home to some degree um, and then location flexible. But because we are property management and so our company has three areas, it's uh, construction, development and property management. Nothing I've been exposed to before. Uh, So (laughs) doing what I can to kind of pick up on the lingo here and there. And um, the properties, we've got about 30 properties in the portfolio. So it's different states, different styles of people than, you know, I have been able to meet in the past and just very interesting
0: all around. Cool. You mentioned it, Georgette, that you started in February and literally almost sounds like a month of the day you're sent home. So you're starting this new role literally weeks before the pandemic hits and, and the whole world changes. What's it been like to learn? You're, so you're learning a new business with multiple lines of work that you're not familiar with, the people, the locations, all these things. What's it been like to try to learn all these things in the midst of COVID?
2: Slow. From. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I feel like my staff has only interacted with me from my payroll reminder emails or if, you know, the managers need specific assistance on something, which is fine because that gives me a good, like, introduction and kind of like a purpose for somebody to speak with me. I think the the best part about this is how available my boss has been, my supervisor. Um, If I feel like we almost got more time together... Once we left the office, even though her office was very close to mine in terms of where I sat, but it's just because things are, you know, so busy, but having the flexibility of like teams is just shooting her over rapid fire questions and then just waiting for her to respond to one or all of them at different points in time is helpful. Unfortunately, I haven't had to spend a lot of time with the local staff from the office that I I was in. So, for the few that I did get to meet and hang out with and share Krispy Kreme donuts with, um, <laughs> we have important. bonded over our sweet tooth. Definitely,
1: that is important. Um, the Krispy Kreme donuts. I, I think that's the piece people miss the most is the donuts. They don't actually miss the interaction. It's the
0: <laughs> come on.
1: I think it's the food. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you this, Georgette, when you're trying to learn all these things, I'm also working under the assumption that you are having to make changes to a lot of procedures in what you do, particularly those that maybe you're customer facing. How does that work? I guess you don't know what you don't know. Is that mm-hmm. you're learning and you're running this direction and all of a sudden things are being added or the direction's changing. Do you even know it's changing it's just or it's just, hey, I'm here and hanging on for dear life?
2: Um, you know, it's hey, I'm here and I don't know that I should I don't know that there was a way to do something
3: (laughs) beforehand.
2: So it uh for me, you know, it makes it easier or a little bit to pivot in terms of processes, you know, payroll learning that as is, making changes to our benefits and being more involved in a process that I've never really seen before makes it easy because I've never seen it before. So, you know, all of these Challenges that we are going through or, or things that we're changing. I don't really have context for so it's almost like an ignorance is bliss thing in terms of being able to to change and, and, and be more flexible plus I feel like We have to move We're in a place where it's just Constantly changing anyways the world around us and, and how you know things are being done so for example we went home, and then in June, we tried to come back and decided that was not the best move after a few weeks. it uh, We didn't come all the way back with a 100. It was like 25% capacity and rotating schedules um, between the people who were coming in. We tried, and, and we shifted, and it's kind of just been a lot of that.
0: And I'm also working under the assumption that based on the type of work that you all do, it's been full steam ahead regardless, right, You all haven't really seen any kind of slowdown. It's plugging away.
2: Yeah, from the property management side, um, we've definitely seen things, you know, people still need places to live. Um, Thankfully, the market in which we kind of work with is a little bit more stable throughout this time. We have had instances where we have to work with residents and kind of handle people with care because housing is one of the, I would say, Like that's part of mental health. Having stable housing allows you to have access to so many other things within your life. And so making sure that we are recognizing that as we kind of move forward with the construction and development side, you know, with the banks, it seemed to slow down a little bit in the beginning, but now things have kind of picked up again. So looking at projects and just trucking along.
1: Awesome. Your Twitter profile now includes a new hashtag, InternGal. And we did talk about internships briefly in our last conversation. So how have you adjusted your internship program with the challenges we're facing or have you had to make any adjustments?
2: With my new organization, I wouldn't say we have like a formalized program because we've been operating from this place of flexibility. We, we were able to bring on somebody as an intern, even during sending people home and not really having a lot of people in the office. So he was able to get a really good experience because his team was very small. And since we had put like, you know, masks in the office and hand sanitizer and distancing and all of these things, he was still able to come and get a partial office experience, which was good because he got to interact with the supervisor, you know, participate in, In some team meetings with the executives, um, because his internship was on with the development team. So looking at, you know, the demographic of the area and kind of doing some studies for us, which was awesome. Um, So it's funny that you should mention that hashtag because I'm in the process of starting my own business. Oh, wow. And that is going to be the title of my company. Nice. Yeah.
0: Is this breaking news?
2: Yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, the 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 entity itself and the concept have, have been going through the testing phase, but I would say this is more of an exclusive announcement.
0: <laughs> wow. Wendy, we're, we're <laughs>
2: hit, we're for, we're for HR social hour, yeah. So I, I thought it was it. hilarious that you um brought that up.
0: <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of what that looks like?
2: Yeah. Um internships. And my internship experience kind of uh, led, or was was the the deal breaker moment um, in terms of my career and kind of putting me on this path into HR, right? But my experience, I got into it as a graduate like as you know having graduated and typically most people are like okay i'm looking for my full-time job and starting i was still kind of figuring things out and i happened to work with an organization that had a very small team but wanted to figure out how to incorporate interns into their program so it's, it's kind of based on that you know helping small businesses or medium-sized businesses Create a program. Understand how they can incorporate interns into their team, and and use them as a way to build their pipeline for for new talent. Very cool. A little bit more, more to come on that. I'm excited to share it with you guys because that makes it more real. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. It's
0: on tape. Yep. It's gonna. It's happening. We know it's gonna happen, yep. but it's definitely happening for real now. Some of our listeners may remember. Georgette, the whole saga of you and me walking in the back of the <laughs> the back of the pack at, at Florida Sherm. And that's really where we first connected and, and got to know each other a bit. You took on some new volunteer duties with Florida Sherm this year. You know, what are you doing now with state council and what has that experience taught you so far?
2: It was a great year to, to get involved. <laughs> Let me tell you that. In terms of what my interaction looks like with, uh, you know, HR Florida, I will be staying on as the social media person for their conference on, on their conference team. So again, just working with the conference team to help keep everybody up to date, registrants, attendees, um, showing out the messages, sharing about speakers and, and really making sure that the amazing experience that HR float is creating, especially that created for me at my first conference with, with you know, walking with you and, and getting in connected to, you know, people in person from the HR social hour community and from Twitter, creating that but online and, and making p- people feel like they are a part of a community and not just an affiliate of, you know, SHRM or maybe one of the county organizations, like we're all together for the state, we're all HR professionals. And, you know, we can learn a lot from each other.
0: You said it was a good time to join. Has it posed challenges you didn't necessarily expect because of the conditions?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, we we had a pandemic and we're in the middle of the pandemic and trying to plan. I came on to the team actually a little bit late in the game. So I missed like a, the initial planning process. So again, this is one of those like it kind of ignorance is bliss because I didn't really know what was being worked towards right before I joined. But once I joined and started. Getting integrated and in, okay. Here's you know the theme. Here's the the branding colors that we're working on for this year. Here's the information that we have so far um, in terms of you know tickets and registration and and the concept for what we want our you know entertainment to look like. Uh, we have a theme, and then the world says you can't go outside. <laughs> you shouldn't leave your home. So that that definitely posed a lot of tension and or stress, um, right. especially from the social media perspective, because details were changing um, within the conference team. I had my role was to share information, but sometimes there just wasn't anything to share because there was no decision. So it definitely, you know, made it interesting. But I firmly believe that, you know, the team uh, did the best that they could to put forward a safe event, as well as providing uh, the content just in, in two mediums right like on-site and online that was no easy task so they essentially had to plan another conference right. on top of that and not knowing if the other the on-site version could even go on it was a lot on on the team and I thank them for you know keeping me in the loop and uh, giving me the opportunity to see all of that right because that's magic happening behind the scenes you know, I'm I'm the newbie, so I'm I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out. Like, okay, yeah, what do you want me to say? Like, let's let's get this out there. Let's, let's tell people, you know, how we're doing and what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And so, I know, just even like being on site afterwards or during the event, but in comparison to being a an attendee last year, was awesome. I mean, I I did payroll while I was at the event on monday so in between all of my tweets and pictures and stuff reviewing time cards and entering bonuses and uh you know trying to make sure that my team is going to get paid on time as well so it, it definitely posed a lot of interesting challenges for me but again overall it was just such a great experience i absolutely feel i have grown and i'm prepared to you know come into next year next year's conference planning with with more ideas and, and ways that I, how I can improve. Cause this is really the first time managing accounts for a nonprofit, like an, an organization of, of this size, you know, it was a lot. And, and it was awesome.
1: Georgia, this has been so much fun getting caught up with you. Do you have one last question Our where are they now question connection? So what's been the best thing to happen to you since taking part in the HR social hour?
2: It's a big Big question, because there are a lot of things that have happened (laughs) since being on the social hour. No, I think honestly, it's the connections that I've been able to make after the fact, right? Like when we were at HR Florida last year, I got to meet Lorena and Jasmine and you and Anne and Amanda just people that I can still continue to talk with and have become better friends with throughout um, this past year. And so I think just being able to learn from each other and, you know, transitioning roles. Again, I post questions on Twitter and people are responding or DMing me and we're going back and forth on, you know, situations. And that is is so valuable, so valuable to me. Absolutely. So I I think that's the, you know, the best thing is continuing the, the relationships that have grown over the past year.
1: Awesome. I love it.
0: I would absolutely agree. And Georgette, I, I appreciate you spending some more time with us. As we said before we started recording, it's great to get to see you and, and actually visit like this. And I appreciate you making a major announcement on the show, too. That'll help our ratings. That always helps. Big news gets big ratings. So for sure, we appreciate that. <laughs> now, I'm sure most of our listeners are already connected with you. But if they're not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there?
2: My Twitter handle is oddgeoblue capital O, capital G, capital B in there for for people who are active on Twitter. Um, and if not, you know, absolutely add me on LinkedIn. I love to connect with new people who are actually trying to connect and not just pitching products. Um, so if you want to get to know me as a human being and as an HR professional, I would love to spend some time and, and talk with you. So definitely LinkedIn and, and Twitter are the best ways to get a hold of me.
0: We will have that in the show notes. And Georgette, again, thanks, thanks for being with us. We'll see you soon.
2: Thank you so much for for the opportunity again. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm so excited to like see you guys. <laughs> this it is nice, here. isn't
1: it?
0: <laughs> Take care. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. We are so excited to welcome Nicole Roberts back to the show. Nicole, this is exciting. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. Um, but we always have to start with what's in your glass.
3: I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys again. I cannot believe that it's been two years. So uh, super lame. Uh, the last time we talked, I was drinking tea, and I've got tea again tonight. <laughs> I guess that's the uh, casualty of, of recording on a Monday. But, yep, just tea for me.
0: I don't know whether to say I'm disappointed or not, Nicole, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> As I so affectionately call you, you are indefinitely my conference pal for life. And it is incredibly hard to believe that you first appeared on Episode 8 of this show, which was March of 2018. What in the world are you up to now?
3: I know. I can't believe it. I mean, I was, you know, looking it up when we decided that we were going to chat and reconnect on this. And it's just so cool to see where the podcast started and, you know, where all of us are today So for me, you know, a lot's happened in two years. Uh, I got to meet both of you in person after we recorded the podcast. Originally, I had only met John, so I got to meet Wendy. Uh, And I changed jobs. And although I'm not supporting, you know, a team in emergency and specialty veterinary medicine any longer, I'm not doing the HR and puppies, uh, I get to support another mission-driven organization in affordable housing. And the impact that we make on the communities we serve just really warms our heart. Even in our corporate office, after I did my interview, I got a tour and I noticed that there were pictures on the walls that um, kids had colored and as part of a coloring contest. And there are quotes on the walls where people share how we've made an impact by providing them a beautiful, affordable home. I mean... What more could you want? I serve our community with my involvement with Disrupt HR Cincinnati and Job Hunt Chat and Work Human and Ohio Sherm, uh, And even tomorrow, I have the opportunity to chat with the Winona State Sherm students. We're going to talk about awkward situations in HR and how to overcome them. So it's really important to me that the organization that I support serves the community as well.
1: I, I love that. So how has your change to your new organization? What's been the biggest change from an HR perspective for you?
3: So I'm really fortunate to be part of this amazing executive team that has such a heart for people. And I have the autonomy and the authority to do really meaningful work and move the needle on the people and culture of the business. When I interviewed... This was an SVP of HR role, and during the interview, as a newly created position, I kept asking, what's the reason for the position being created? You know, where are the pain points? How can I help? And the overwhelming theme was to have someone build a team and direct and support the strategy of the people and the culture of the business. So then when I got the call that I was getting an offer, I asked for the title to be changed to to people and culture from HR to really set that tone and to communicate to the organization that we were really putting an investment in the people and the culture of the business and that that would be my primary focus. So we've done a lot of things already to improve the candidate experience and the employee experience. And like many organizations, we had an opportunity for leadership training. So as of August 6th, I actually get to spend an hour every week via video conferencing with our current and future people leaders going over things like communication, providing feedback, and right now we're going over the whys of hiring and the candidate experience. So it just feels so wonderful to have the support of our two managing partners to take that time and get to know our leaders and share our values with them.
0: Nicole, moving from working with, as you said, working with puppies and in that space to construction or residential communities and construction and such, what kind of people issues, or are they different? I mean, again, two years makes a lot of difference as well, but what kind of challenges did you see when you first got there or really had to focus on when you got started?
3: So, you know, when you're starting a new job and you're a super type A person and, you know, you're a DI on the disc, like you have a plan, right? You walk into it, you're like, okay, this is going to be my 30-day plan, 60-day plan, 90-day plan. I was super excited. I was ready. You know, day one for me was March 9th uh, of this year. And so I'm scheduling teams meet and greets with the regional managers, trying to understand them and the business and their needs. And I got like two done. And then March 11th, COVID hits, and my entire plan is now changed. The primary priority of our executive team was to communicate with each other, with our people, and with our residents. And I became that central point of communication, unless there was a message that the partners wanted to share So we ramped up our use of teams and built relationships virtually. We leveraged technology to be more connected than ever. And we're an essential industry. It's essential for people to have somewhere to live. So our property management teams were still supporting our residents. And we wanted to let them know that their efforts weren't going unnoticed by those of us who were now working from home And we instituted what we called thank you pay. And we also gave them two paid days off that worked for their schedule. And we just tried to make sure that at every opportunity that we made sure our teams knew how much we appreciated the way that they were showing up every day supporting our residents.
0: You mentioned it in that you started literally as the floodgates were open when it came to COVID. And you talked a little bit about particularly engaging with teams and finding that remote What is it like to try to learn a new business, to learn the people? You don't know where the bathroom is, Nicole. Like, How do you learn? What is that like in the midst of a pandemic? Talk a little bit more about that.
3: I had spent five days uh, total in my office from March 9th until August when we actually started going back in the office. So yeah, my entire... Onboarding, my entire ramp up, my entire learning the business was all done virtually, and so uh, it was a lot of conversations with people to to learn as much as I possibly could as quickly as I could. So I was very thankful that the managing partners had involved me from the beginning in the executive team meetings. I was involved from the beginning in a cross functional. Uh, portfolio meeting that we have every week. So I could learn from every aspect how the, the pandemic was impacting them from a rent collection standpoint, from a resident relations standpoint, from a, you know, how can we really just provide support and resources to our communities where people can't even get together and be support for one another because they can't physically get together anymore.
1: Nicole, we did a crossover chat with you for Job Hunt Chat earlier this year, which was a lot of fun. John and I love our crossovers. So for those listeners that aren't familiar, tell us about Job Hunt Chat and how you got involved as one of the hosts.
3: So Job Hunt Chat actually started about 12 years ago and I stumbled across it on Twitter and then I had connected with Josh Rock at Sherm National in Vegas. So it's a Twitter chat on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern that is designed to be a resource either via tips or connections for job seekers. So we do the Q&A format, and it's a great way to provide advice. So for those that lurk and don't participate, just because you might feel that what you have to say is nothing new, it might be just that right piece of insight that somebody else needed. So I highly encourage people to get involved. I had been participating as what was considered a job helper for quite some time. You know, i had done recruiting for years. I, you know, have been interviewing people for years. So I was providing my insight from that perspective. And then in the fall of 2018, I started to co-moderate. So I'm typically the last Monday of the month, uh, but I want to give a huge shout out to Josh for switching with me tonight so that I could record with you guys.
0: We had a great deal of fun doing that crossover. Obviously, we like to get people to check other things out. I think we talked about Job Hunt Chat when we had that initial crossover. We're going to talk about it again because, yes, if you're not taking part, and if you're in search, definitely go. Even if you're not a real recruiter like Wendy would say, go and take part and share because, like you said, you never know – what your voice will resonate, how it will resonate with somebody else. Uh, I think it's I think it's great you've been doing it. And you also understand our pain when it comes to moderating a chat, which many people do not understand. <laughs> when we first got together back, you know, for episode eight, all those many, many months ago, you had just launched HR Without Ego about that same time as well. So with everything going on with job changes and family changes and school, which congratulations, by the way, for finishing your degree in the midst of everything – I'm just, I, I'm kind of glad you got it done before COVID because that's just a whole nother crazy. It would be a great, a great, crazy story, but all these things going on, what is up with HR Without Ego these days?
3: So I created HR Without Ego to be a resource for HR professionals and really anyone that wanted to read what I had to say. I wanted to share insight and my outlook on servant leadership while trying my hardest not to make it about me. That just wasn't the point. Uh, Of writing for me. So in late March, I wrote about the importance of doubling down on our humanity and granting one another grace. When I really saw uncertainty was high and the need for a real human connection, I felt like someone needed to hear that. And that's usually what prompts me to write. I'm either driving or I have some just quiet time and I just think to myself, you know, someone needs to hear this. And then I start writing. Obviously I haven't had much free time uh, in the last six months as I am learning a new company. I'm growing my team. Uh, I replaced somebody on my team. So brand new onboarding of a new team member uh, preparing my training content every week. Cause that's all my content that I, I mean, it takes 10 plus hours to create that content every week as well as just re- being really present as present as possible as a single mom to my 12-year-old daughter and my 15-and-a-half, he just got his temps, uh, year-old son, as they navigate being back in school during COVID. None of us have any idea how kids are being impacted by all of this. I mean, we were watching this Zoom meeting, participating in it, And the superintendent and the communications director of the school are talking about, you know, you're going to get mask breaks and you're going to have this and, you know, we're changing the schedule to minimize interaction. And I mean, my daughter just started crying and had this meltdown and, and, you know, she said, they have no idea how hard this is on us. I know that my number one job is to be there for them and, I cannot imagine a more important thing to devote my time to right now. So, you know, my kids come first, and supporting the people at MBah Partners uh, obviously comes second, and everything else is is just really there for when I choose my kind of best yeses for that white space on my calendar.
0: I will say I look forward to you being able to get back to it. I certainly can appreciate and understand why it's a, a challenge, but I definitely look forward to you doing it again.
1: For sure. For sure. Finally, Nicole, we do have one last where are they now question, quote, connection. What's been the best thing to happen to you from taking part in the HR social support?
3: Oh, my goodness. I was trying to think about this, and there are so many wonderful things that have happened and there have been so many opportunities to connect both virtually and in real life. I would say the best thing would have to be going to New York city with you guys. Uh,
1: that was awesome.
3: You know, if it, were, uh, it was so much, it was so much fun. I mean, if it weren't for our connection, uh, we wouldn't have gotten that opportunity to go to Namely's conference and see coach Val speak. And you know, I got to meet Laura Mazzullo in real life from East Side Staffing in New York City, uh, just simply because I was going to be in New York. And she is just such a cheerleader and such a support, and and so such a wonderful friend to not just me, but to the HR community uh, in general. And then, of course, I got to go sightseeing with you two, so
1: <laughs> that was fantastic.
0: The Staten Island Ferry, yeah. right? Isn't that what we yep. did? I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> well, and I think it's safe to say, Nicole, you're also one of the few guests that's ridden in my truck. Since we had the time that's to hang true. out in Nashville, I think you're one of the few. So it's, yep. I don't know what that gets you. Uh, maybe a hard time. <laughs> but I will say, though, it, it has been way too long. I'm so glad we were able to make this happen and catch up. I, yeah. I'm so excited for everything you've got going on. And I know MVH Partners is so much better off having you there leading the charge. And I just look forward to hearing more and more good things. And I look forward to that blog coming back, too, when, when their time is right and when you can. And Conference Pal for Life, I look forward to seeing you <laughs> sooner than later in person. And Wendy, too, of course. Yes. Most of our listeners probably know you and are connected. If they are not, though, and they want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to reach you out there?
3: So I'm on Twitter, of course, uh, at nroberts hr. Can't get easier than that. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Nicole Roberts, or if you do the fancy drawn-out URL, the end of mine is nroberts hr. Again, try to make it as easy as possible. I reserve Facebook for like my personal social media. So. I don't want anyone to feel uh, slighted or offended when I might not accept their connection request. But I really try to keep that for really good friends that I've met in real life before. Uh, but Twitter and LinkedIn are my best plans of uh, social media for uh, professional use.
0: We will have those both in the show notes. Again, thanks for joining us. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks so much. Wendy. That was awesome.
0: That was fun as always. Fun as always.
1: Yes. I love it.
0: I mentioned to you before after we got done with Nicole, but before we started recording this, I could not and you and I could not have planned to have two people going into the same industry starting (laughs) the outbreak of COVID. Like how did we do that?
1: We're just we're that awesome. (laughs) We're just that awesome with our planning. You know, the the randomness of life.
0: It was so funny as I, as we were putting the questions together and I started looking at what they were up to and reading up on their companies, I realized, oh, wow, they're both in residential, yep. commercial, residential properties. And I think what's really great, though, is seeing where they are in their careers. Obviously, mm-hmm. knowing Georgette's really getting started. Nicole's been around with us for yep. some time. Super excited that we got our first like major announcement of a business.
1: Yep. With that Georgette. was very cool. That was <laughs> very that's cool. That's first
0: for us. It uh, was incredibly fun. As always, I'm going to put this out now. And you and I have talked about this too. As we mentioned at the outset, the first episode of each quarter has been, where are they now? Right. January is a big, (laughs) is a big episode. The first episode of January is 150.
1: That's crazy, John. That's just crazy. I'm just going to say it. When
0: you you (laughs) drop the old crap or something on that one, I'm leaving it in. I want to let people know know now that it will be a where are they now with one person who's yep. been on the show. Obviously we're going to focus on one individual for that particular episode. We are super excited. Mm-hmm. We've actually already booked it with them yep. because not knowing it was one fifty, <laughs> I think it's a very appropriate person to have for that episode. And, yes. and I just wanted to let people know now you'll get one in January and then we'll start going back to two Z's three Z's as we get yep. further into the year.
1: But we we can tell you it's not Steve Brown.
0: It is not Steve <laughs> Brown. Yes, let's we'll just let's say that, that up front. Right you can one, guess? 100, yes. I you want can to guess. Tell people to
1: guess, but it's not We're not, not going to tell you
0: Steve. who it is until
1: we <laughs> get
0: the time. But it, we will, yes. Thank you, Wendy, for, for keeping me honest. It is not Steve. <laughs> I think it's January 7th, I think, is when that show will come out, That's which is also very hard to believe. We're almost to uh, 2021.
1: It is. It is hard to believe, but um, I think most of us will agree that we're probably looking forward to 2021.
0: <laughs> I absolutely agree. Well, Georgette and Nicole had yeah. already shared with us how to get in touch with them. If the listeners are not connected with you, Wendy, what's the best way for them to reach out there?
1: Best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D and dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And the fourth excuse me, the second and fourth Sundays of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John?
0: Johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, com. Listen, rate, review, share, hashtag listen to HRSH. International listeners, we're still coming for you. <laughs> if you've been listening, which I know you have because yep. September was our biggest month ever for international listeners. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to talk. We want yeah. to do even more international episodes. Mm-hmm. You're the people that we want to have on those shows. Yep. Let's talk. Wendy, thank you for continuing to be on the drive. <laughs> we know where we are now. Yes. We are going to say goodbye. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect.
0: Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.